you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Happy Easter, Compassion. We are so glad to have you here on this Easter Sunday. He is risen. He's not dead, but he is alive. Amen. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ today, that he's no longer in the grave, but that he sits at the right hand of the Father today, interceding for you and for me. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about the resurrection. In fact, we'll spend some time today talking about the moves we make in our lives, the decision to make the moves that we make and how it affects us. In a few moments, we'll begin to talk about the three Marys and their part in the resurrection story. But before we do, as I talk about the decision to make the moves that we make in our life, this this last week I had to preach a funeral. And while I was sitting up on stage, I had crossed my legs. And, and when I do a funeral, I always try to be very stoic, very reverent. I don't want to in any way take away from the service. So I have a tendency of just sitting there and not moving. The video was longer than I thought. And while I'm sitting there, my leg fell asleep. So when I got her from the chair to make my way to the pulpit, well... My leg had fallen asleep, and I couldn't get it to move. So as I'm walking to the pool, I'm like this. And I'm not stretching it. My leg literally was doing this, and I'm doing this, trying to get my leg. And I finally had to grab a hold of the pulpit not to fall. And I thought, Lord, have mercy. They think I'm drunk. This is terrible. I'm at a funeral preaching a funeral, and they think I'm drunk. The decision that I had made to sit there with my legs crossed as long as I did affected my movement. You know, many times in our lives, the decisions we make affect our movement in the future. We don't realize that we don't understand it. As we look at this Easter resurrection story found, I want you to look with me today in Luke chapter 24. We'll find the decision of three Marys made a decision to go to a place that, well, wasn't quite what they expected. They didn't find what they were looking for. Things were different than they imagined. It says in Luke chapter 24, verse 1, Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, and I want you to remember this right here. This is the part that I want you to take home with you today. Why do you seek the living among the dead. 
Let me say that again. Why do you seek the living among the dead? See, the three Marys had come that day to bring spices to the body of Jesus. They'd came that day out of honor, out of respect. They'd come that day to, well, to do what you would normally do. How many of you understand today that God doesn't do things normally the way others do it? And when they get there that day, it says it's early in the morning, and when they get there, the stone has been rolled away. They peer into the tomb. Jesus isn't there. And two angels appear and, in essence, say to them, what, what you doing here? Why are you here? You looking for Jesus? Well, Jesus is a live man, not a dead man. Why would you come to a graveyard looking for someone who's alive when he's... And as I begin to think about that this week, the Lord led me to three things that I wanna, I wanna share with you today that I hope will impact your life to make the right decisions, to make the right moves. The first one is this, stop gravitating toward the graveyards. Stop gravitating toward the graveyards. For some of you, I need you to understand your graveyards are your past. Maybe for some of you, it's your past sins and you, you have a tendency of going backwards. You, you, you finally get ahead. You're finally doing good. Things are great. What you don't know is God has resurrected you from the past sins and mistakes of your life. They don't belong to you anymore. You're a new creature in creation in Christ Jesus. But for some reason, instead of living in the present life that God has for you, you keep gravitating toward the graveyards of who you used to be. What's that old adage? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. The, the problem is you keep going to the past and thinking you can somehow make it different or you can sometimes how overcome, but what you don't realize is if you would stay out of the graveyards, you'd stop finding dead things. See, for some of you, it's other things. You keep gravitating toward the graveyards because maybe your past was good. Maybe there were some good things back there. Maybe you remember the, the, the what ifs, the could have beens. What you don't realize is God moves us from seasons to seasons to seasons. He's always resurrecting us out of one season to take us to another season. And the problem is some of you want to live in the past seasons. You don't belong there anymore. I know they were good. They may have been wonderful, but guess what? God's got a greater mountain and a higher mountain to resurrect you too if you just let them. Here's a second idea that I got from this passage. It was this, stop looking for life among death. Stop looking for life among, amongst death. So that's what happens when we gravitate toward the graveyards. The only place you'll find life is in Christ Jesus. The only place that you'll find life is in God Almighty. You're not going to find it in your jobs or your money or your fame. You're not going to find it there. But yet we keep going there trying to find life in, in, our, in our dollar bills. 
If I can just move it the right way, if I can just control it. See, for everything in our life, there's a shelf life. And then God has something new. And when God has something new, what used to be is no longer. What used to be great won't be great today. There there were things that I did when I was younger that, man, that was wonderful, but I can't do it today. There's seasons. We're empty nesters now. Although this week in Avery's home, but we're empty nesters now. And you know, at first me and Laura had to get used to it. It was very quiet around the house. We would have to make ourselves talk. But now there's a new season. And I've learned to now enjoy it. Now my daughter's home this weekend. I'm like, I got to share the TV now. <laughs> See, many of us have got to stop looking for life among death. The other thing that really stood out to me was, you know, they went to the tomb and they peered in. To their surprise, Jesus was gone. They were expecting to see the body there. They were expecting to find Jesus there. But when they peer into the tomb, he's no longer there and it shocks them. See, the reason why we stop gravitating toward the graveyards because you won't find life there, you'll find death there. And when you find the death, can I tell you what you're going to find? Emptiness. That the things that used to bring you joy won't bring you joy anymore. The things that used to make you happy won't make you happy anymore. See, some of you, you keep going to the graveyard because you seem to find comfort in chaos. You hold tight to that anxiety. You hold tight to those fears and worries. Oh, I just wish this fear and worry would go away. Well, let it go. You hold on to it with a death grip, saying you want God to take it away, and God's trying to, kind of like sometimes they come by to get your offering on Sunday. You got a death grip on that, on that check. Just let it go. And some of you got a hold of your anxieties and your fears and your worries and you're holding on to them with a death grip. And God is saying, if you'll just let go, there's no life in it. It is empty. It is dead. If you'll let go, I'll show you something. Let me tell you a story, a parable. I'm sorry I got a hair on my arm and it's driving me crazy in this parable in Matthew 22 we see the parable of a king who's having a feast for his son's wedding he sends out his servants and he says go out to the highways and invite those that we know to, to come to the feast for my son's wedding the Bible says that they go out they get out there and one guy goes, I'm sorry, I'm, i got to go to my farm. I'm sorry, no, I, I, I've got to go to my business, my shop. Again, the king sends out his servants to go out and invite those again to come to the wedding feast. And this time they're upset and they're mad and they beat up on some of them and kill others. The Bible says the king becomes enraged, sends his army to deal with them. 
He then says to his servants, he said, go out and invite anybody and everybody you can, the good, the bad, the highways and the byways. It doesn't matter. Just invite people to come to the wedding of my son. In the story, it fills up. Tons of people come to the wedding feast. And when you get to a wedding feast, they would many times supply a garment for you so you would look good for the, their child's wedding. When the king comes walking through the crowd, so glad so many are there. There's one guy there that doesn't have on the wedding clothes, the garments. The king goes to him and said, what are you doing? I just decided to wear this. I wanted to wear my members only and Jordash and my Air Jordans. That's what I wanted to wear to the wedding. If y'all just notice, I stepped back in about 1985 right then. King gets mad. He tells the servants to tie him up and bind him and kick him out. Now, in this story, the king represents the father, our heavenly father. He's the king. The servants represents the prophets that God has sent out into the world since the beginning to tell them about God and how some were rejected, some were beaten, even some killed. John the Baptist. The son who's getting married is, well, Jesus Christ. And all those that have been invited to the wedding are us to come to the what we call the, the marriage of the Lamb. But remember the one man that came dressed the way he wanted to? Now sometimes we misunderstand that passage. We think it means, well, he didn't dress the right way or look the right way and that he didn't want to be there. That's not what it was. See, the garments that they wore to the wedding were symbolic of the righteousness and holiness of God. And the only way that we are invited to the wedding feast is not by our own deeds or our own moves or what we've done on our own. The only way we get invited to the wedding feast is by the righteousness and the holiness because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and me that we are saved, we are redeemed, and we shall be resurrected once again to be with the Father in heaven. And see, for many of us, we keep trying to make the right moves and this and that. But the problem is, it's not about the moves that we make to get us to heaven, but the move that Christ Jesus made. Now, don't misunderstand me. Our moves have consequences. But thank God for his love. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God for his love. Today, when you walked in, we gave you a little checker piece. Now, you probably thought we were going to play checkers. We're not playing checkers today. We gave you a little checker piece because as we've talked about the resurrection of Christ and the movements, remember the ladies, the three Marys? It's not that they were doing something wrong. They just want to go and honor Jesus. The problem was they went to a graveyard when they didn't need to. The problem was they were looking for the living amongst the dead. 
The problem was they found emptiness instead of finding life. And for many of you today, you've been making moves that have brought nothing but death, emptiness. When God wants you to make the move to find joy and peace. I want you to stand with me real quick. Can I just pray over you real quick? Lord, I just pray over every man and woman that is here today. Prepare their hearts, their minds, Lord, for what is about to take place. I pray and ask in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would touch each and every one that, Lord, right now, that they would hear your voice. They would know your touch. They would feel your love. That I pray today in Jesus' name that, God, you're going to bless them right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask you a question. Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If you were to die today, do you know with all certainty that you're on your way to heaven? Remember, it's not by your deeds. It's not by what you've done. It is by what Jesus moved, the move that Jesus made on the cross, that your sins are forgiven, that you are made ready for heaven. All you've got to do today is admit that you're a sinner, need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he's a son of the living God, died on a cross for you, and confess him as Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, then I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody today? Amen. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone? Today's the day. He loves you. He receives you like you are. You don't have to become perfect to become saved. You just got to find the perfect God. Is there anyone else today that you'd like to give your heart and life to Christ? Hallelujah. Well, I've got one. Give God praise. Will you all say this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.